Mmm. Pop-Tart. Listener update. Maddie and I just got off the phone, and we said, okay, we'll start now, which means that we didn't say who was going to call whom. Now, I'm not planning on calling, personally, um, but I'm excited to see how long the standoff lasts. I'm going to guess no more than a minute and a half. It's been 45 seconds. Mm. Oh. oh my god, it's been a minute. A minute and almost a full Pop-Tart has gone by. 15 seconds left. And that's it. Maddie's not calling. Maddie has died. I am here and I'm doing the show alone. Which is all according to plan. I've been lacing her phone calls with a high-powered chemical. Wow. I'm embarrassed that I said that. Um, well. Wow. That's it. I guess I better call. Fine. I called. I did it. Howdy. Hi. Um, you missed me eating a Pop-Tart for the last two minutes, but it was pretty good. <laughs> I was like, I thought you were about to call me. What could possibly be happening? But the Pop-Tart explains it. Um, well, as you will hear when you listen back, I was doing a standoff and waiting for you to call. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just sitting there being like, hmm. Oh, no, I thought you were going to call, and then I gave you a minute and a half, and then I crunched on my Pop-Tart, and then when the <laughs> Pop-Tart was done, I was like, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> but not before trying out some of my killer jokes. Oh, my God, I can't wait to hear them. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Mm, yeah, that's not surprising. Um, I did, a, I did a, a short stand-up set this weekend, and it was dreadful. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, who taped it? Did anyone tape it? Nope. God damn it. Maybe. Maybe someone taped it. Um, okay. The bottom the line internet? is I <laughs> was so nervous that I decided to drink, and then I got too drunk, and I couldn't remember <laughs> most of my set. That is the classic. <laughs> that's the classic move. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Um, I, I'm not sure if I at ever least you know that you're. At least you know that you're following all the right tropes um, for this rom-com that I know. you're in. <laughs> Any day now, he's gonna, she's gonna walk through the door. <laughs> You're like mid movie right now, I know. or maybe like, <laughs> isn't this funny? Maybe like the first third in. I'm, but there's no love interest. Well, you just aren't aware of it. The love oh, interest oh. is there. It's there. Okay. You're just, you we just, just haven't your had head our up your butt. Right. Okay. So we've met. Getting we've talked. Drunk. Right. Yeah. All right. She's she's been right there all along, or he. <laughs> probably it's probably not gonna be a he, and I don't want to like rule that out per se, but. Not likely. That would be like one that would be of those the shittiest rom com like, ever. That would be that would be Hollywood version it's like, of it's the like lesbian. chasing Amy. Yeah, exactly. Ugh, fuck that. that. The God, have we discussed chasing Amy? No, on this but podcast? should we do it? Should we do it now? 
Let's fucking get into chasing Amy. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I so I've only like read the plot because I was trying to make I was trying to write a movie that was similar to that. <laughs> and I say that as if I was like professionally writing it, but I was just doing it for a class or a certificate thing at Duke. Um, and they're like, have you seen Chasing Amy? So I looked at the plot, and the fact that she turned out not to be gay, I was like, fuck everyone. Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. I, I just randomly, I was babysitting one time a few years ago, and it was just on TV. And mm-hmm. so I, like, I just was, like, overhearing it, and then the kid went to bed, and I just sat down and was like, okay, what's happening here? And I was like, oh, cool, like, this girl's gay. And then, just watching the movie, you find out that... She is a girl who thought she was a lesbian until Ben Affleck turns her straight by Uh, being so attractive. I just, I just know. It's just like, can you just give us one victory? It's just like the most misogynistic ending that could have possibly happened. And you would never, you would literally never see a story about a gay man who was turned straight because of a beautiful girl because that's just not the way the movies work. Right. But she's just, like, a quirky girl who, like, has all of her... And also, like, she has a bunch of, like, lesbian friends and then when she, like, kind of tells them she hooked up with a guy, they're all livid and they're so terrible. Which which would just never happen. Which is, like, I mean, I guess there is, like, the whole, like by experience of, you know, not feeling in either camp. But that's very different. It wasn't that. It was just, it was terrible. It was a very offensive movie. All right. I, who, like, who got together in the writer's room and they are like, she's going to think that she's gay. And then she's like, how do you even pitch that she realized that she was straight because of him? Like, it was this, it was this dude's fantasy. I, I remember reading about it because I was so pissed. But it's basically just, like, this lame, like, loser guy who's, like, I've been a loser <laughs> my loser whole life. Loser guy with a small penis. <laughs> no, he's, like, this gross, like, like hairy, overweight guy who's, like, not cool. And, like, he just apparently was, like, fantasizing about hooking up with a lesbian. I'm appalled. And he was, like... He was just like, I just was fantasizing about, like, what would be really great. Wow. I, you know what? We deserve better. Yeah. So, fuck Chasing Amy. Yeah, seriously. Um, You know what is the best movie fucking ever? You mean The Beast? Last night? (laughs) No. (laughs) Not, oh, you're into Emma, huh? Oh, super into her. If, Emma, if you're listening, uh, yet, (laughs) I'm here. All right, go ahead. What movie's the best movie ever? <laughs> um, the Big Sick. Oh, really? It was so good. I'm very excited. I read one op-ed that was like, I'm really tired of seeing Indian men fall in love with, or you know, people of color falling in love with white women, and I was like, that's really valid. I, but I saw that, but this movie was literally his life story written by him and his wife. I also, I want to say, <laughs> like, Roxanne Gay, I think I've said this quote so many times, but but she makes the point that, like, only minorities have to carry the burden of, like, every single minority of being, like, the perfect minority, you know? Right. Like, only... Right. Only a movie where the where the male protagonist is an Indian man would you yeah. demand that he do it more perfectly. Right. Which is not to say that it's not valid for someone Hash, to say, Hashtag. I really want to see 
uh, an Indian man and an Indian woman fall in love, that's totally valid, and I also want that as well. But... Right. Anyway. Yeah. I actually... I didn't read that op-ed, but I thought they did, like, a decent job um, with... Well, so he, like, he like is going getting set up. There's, like, not a lot of Pakistani women in it, but... Um, there's like a kind of oh, a montage type thing. Is he Pakistani? Thing. Yeah. Fuck. I thought he was Indian. It's all good. Everyone, this They're is right a next moment to each other. when you <laughs> make a mistake. I acknowledge it. I'm very sorry. I thought I read that he was Indian. I'm here. Don't again. worry about it. Yeah. They're right next to each other. Well, you know. <laughs> you never know um, who's who's any that bothers. You know. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Um, point, point being, there was, um, like a little montage thing where, like, all the, like, potential arranged marriage dates come, come through, um, but there was the girl from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, have you ever watched that? No. Oh my gosh, you would love Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, really? If you need a new, if you need a new show. I wonder why you would say that. (laughs) Although... It you sounds like you are enabling me to keep talking about my ex-girlfriend, but all right. <laughs> I mean, it's good for the business. <laughs> People love to hear it. <laughs> um, no, but Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I was so skeptical because it's like, they're technically a musical show, and also it's on the CW, <laughs> so I was like, it's going to be terrible. But um, it's a musical, like, like, literally the songs are so funny. It's like Lonely Island, like... It's like com- comedic songs, All right, like I'll a couple a times in the episode. It's so good. Rachel Bloom is just unbelievable. She's amazing. Um, and is she the person a funny in, in Big Sick? No, she's not in it. Oh, but um, there's this like woman. There's this girl who's in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and then she was in the Big Sick um, as one of the Pakistani women, and she was really good. Oh, like nice. Her. All right. Well, I'm very excited to watch it. Yeah, so those are all my, my recommendations I got flying around. So in cool. case you haven't seen Band-Aid, everyone, you should go check it out. That's an indie movie. You might have Still to like go find an indie that. movie all theater. Right. I'm writing this down officially. <laughs> in your passion planner? No, on a post-it. Oh. The passion planner is kind of depressing when you have a 9 to 5 because you're like, work, <laughs> 9 to 5. That's what my sister said. She yeah, was like, I buy I it. I don't know, like, just the whole middle of the day. But when I'm in school, I'm, like, all about it. Yeah. Because my schedule is so sporadic. Anyway, I'm writing it down. Band-Aid, big sick. (laughs) Band-Aid was so great. It'll probably, like, hopefully it'll be one of the big featured movies whenever it comes to iTunes or Netflix or whatever. I'll just add Beauty and the Beast here again. (laughs) Beauty and the Beast is literally the exact same as the cartoon, but... It is. That's why it's good. I I just... (laughs) Listen, I understand. First of all, I gotta say, like, I know what white feminism is, and yes, that was totally (laughs) embodied in the film. However, Mm -hmm. given Disney standards and, like, what we were dealt with, dealing with in in terms of the princesses, like, I don't think, I don't know why I never watched the cartoon as a child that much. 
Um, or yeah, maybe I, I, didn't, I wasn't really like a Disney person. I didn't really internalize Belle's story, but let me just say, mm-hmm. it's like the perfect film for today, especially for liberal elite white feminists, because it's like she's really smart in this small town, and they're all giving her a really hard time for being smart, and then she goes off, and she's really brave, and I just, I thought it was sweet. Yeah. And there's yeah, music involved. Classics that that we recall from our childhood. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there is something to be said about, like, him trapping her in the castle, which isn't great. Not great. (laughs) Not great when this scary beast won't let her leave. Yeah. Um, and, And yet somehow convinces her to fall in love with him by the end. But, yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I I was surprised that I liked it because I'm not, like... I'm not one of the people who has, like, followed Disney or, like... It wasn't, like, a significant part of my childhood, so I don't have, like, nostalgic associations with right. it. Um, so I just kind of, like, went and saw it and was like, oh, that was actually good enough. I thought it was pleasant. Yeah. And Emma Watson is <laughs> amazing. I didn't... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not even gonna. She works for the UN. Oh, she wasn't singing the whole time. Is that what you're oh. gonna say? I thought you meant she was amazing in the movie. And no, I was but say, I'm watching her like I like I know her as a human. Otherwise, and I right, right, right. She, yeah, yeah. She works for the UN. Her reading list mm-hmm. is amazing. Mm-hmm. Just, she's Hermione. She's Hermione. Yeah, she's like the Honestly. female protagonist of our generation. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'll probably bring this up again in a few weeks when I watch it one more time. <laughs> I um, also watched Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen that. Well, I watched it because Emma Watson's in it, but it was... It's becoming our, our movie <laughs> review episode. <laughs> um, well, this is only going to be a couple minutes, but it was really good. And, like, I watched it when I was younger and I didn't really get it. And I think that I hadn't quite gotten in touch with my emotional side just yet and then i watched mm-hmm. it last weekend and like when they when you're they, a regular old sap now i know i know and so i and when they like got to the crux of the film i was like violently sobbing not just you know i cried and i sniffed and mm-hmm. i actually had tears streaming which is what people think of as like heavy crying <laughs> during a film i like had my hand between my head between my knees and i was like sobbing <laughs> Damn. Yeah. This you is have to see not, it. not really related, but how frequently would you say you hug people? You know, I gave a very <laughs> awkward hug today. <laughs> no, like an intimate, like, I love you hug. Oh, I love you hug? Yeah. I don't really like, do want to talk about friends? it. Oh, oh, with friends? Yeah. Oh, um, well, <laughs> Lee and I don't hug, but... I have friends at school who I hug, and when I'm in school, I hug them, like, probably two to three times a week. Okay. Yeah. I was just trying to get an idea of how much, like, physical contact you have. Um, I don't. I really, really do not. <laughs> do you have, like, a body pillow or something? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Huh. I had one. I had one, like, I had two hugs today, and one was was meaningful and comforting and one I wanted to be meaningful and then uh it's just not someone that I hug a lot and so it was like kind of odd mm-hmm. yeah 
He's uh, he's probably listening right now, but I apologize. <laughs> that I feel uncomfortable <laughs> with the things that I do in public. <laughs> uh, um. Well, anyway. so as you know, I have been home alone now for over a week. <laughs> Try not to let your voice break as you say that. <laughs> the it's the longest period of time in my entire life that I've been alone, like what? living alone in a building by myself. Oh, my God. Yeah, because I've always had parents or siblings or roommates. Um, oh, my God. And, like, whenever... I've, like, been apart from Shekel, obviously, for longer. But, like, usually I'm, like, around other humans. But I've just been... She's been out of town, and I've just been at my house by myself. Are you okay? I had, I had almost 48 hours where I didn't see anyone. It was... A little bit rough. This is so interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. <laughs> what do you mean? No, I was I was just like, fuck you, it's not interesting, it's sad. Oh, sorry, I'm <laughs> I'm sorry. It is sad. It's sad for you that you're experiencing that, but it's just interesting <laughs> that you've never had this happen before is all I meant. I know. It's pretty weird. But like anyways, basically I realized that like I'm just like a very like physical person like right. I hug all of my friends I like snuggle with people mm-hmm. I you know like whenever Shek is home sleeping with me I like cling to her right. um but it but we're in like a terrible heat wave right now so Zeus won't even sleep in my bed because <laughs> he gets no. too hot and I like tried like forcing him to snuggle with me and he just like like whines and like runs away and he's been so not touchy and normally, like, I'm his, he likes to snuggle with me more. Like, mm-hmm. he'll always come and, like, jump up on bed and on our bed and, like, put his head in my lap. And, like, he just hasn't been snuggly. And I've just been like, someone snuggle with me. Oh, please. no, that's really sad. <laughs> um, you. Can you, is there, do you have any friends in LA you can call that can come give you a hug or? I've been hanging out with my friends. Oh, so, good. like, okay. it's, it's fine. Like, I've been trying to keep busy, but. Um, wow. Yeah, I'm just learning a lot about myself. Yeah. And it's like, my days aren't that different because, like, I'm still home alone, you know, like, Uh by myself working for most of the day. That's not that different. But then, like, once you realize you've gone the entire day without ever seeing anyone or talking to them, and then you're just going back to bed again, it's like, whoa. Yeah. And it's just been so brutally hot here, which Mm -hmm. added a rough element, because, like, I can't. It's been, like, too hot to just go for a walk right. until, like, 9, 9 p.m. Wow. I, I had my air conditioning on and two fans at, like, 8 o'clock at night, and it was 85 degrees in here. Oh, my God. That's my worst nightmare. It was nightmare, just, like, just so you know. hot outside that the air conditioner was, like, working, <sighs> but I couldn't bring down the oh temperature my gosh. that much. I can't even think about that. That is giving me some anxiety about sleeping. <laughs> yeah, it's been very hot. Hmm. So, uh, hmm. so yeah, I've I've been in like just a weird state of mind. Yeah, that'll mess it's been with crazy. you. Crazy. I I'm also house sitting for this family that I babysit for. Sometimes they're they're out of town for like three weeks. And I'm supposed to water their plants. Okay. And their their plants are just fucked up. They're totally. I just came from there. I just like went, ran by because I was like, oh shoot, I haven't watered them in a few days. And one of the plants looks like 
it's just being so dramatic. Like, it looks like if someone drew a picture of a plant being as wilted as it could possibly be. Like, it was just completely <laughs> sagging and, like, It's like squiggly. a plant that just got rejected and, by the girl that he was in love with. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was just, like, completely drooping in all directions. It was, like, it's, like, one of those tall plants. It's a peace lily, if anyone knows what that is. No so idea. it's, like, tall it's got, like, a bunch of tall green things that are supposed to be sticking up straight, and they were all just, like, spread around, oh like, like flat, <laughs> hanging over the pot. Are you going to be in trouble? And then, and the white flower was just brown. Are you going to get fired? I was, I mean, I watered them, I followed all the instructions, but their air conditioning's not on, and it probably has been, like, over 100 degrees in their house, in the, you know, the plant yeah. that's, like, sitting by the window. Getting oh magnified by the sun. So I think this plant just like burned or melted or something. And so their their plants look fucked up and I'm just really embarrassed and yeah, hopefully I don't get fired or already cash their checks. I'm like so. I'm I'm anxious on your behalf right I now. I know. I know. It's very stressful. Yeah. Wow. So hope we don't really kill a plant. I know. Well, I also am just, like, pretty bad with plants anyway. Like, I can't keep any of my plants alive. Mm -hmm. So when she asked me to plant sit, I was like, I don't know if you really want me to. And she's like, no, like, no, it'll be fine. Like, it's super easy. Like, they just need a little bit of water every few days. I'm like, oh. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm sorry. But maybe, (laughs) like, the, the casualty will be blamed on the heat. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm, I'm stating it right now, public record. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm nervous for you, but I wish you luck. <laughs> Thank you. I'll keep, I'll keep everyone posted. Next you know, that, week. Can't, that uh, can't help your state of mind life. situation right now. No, it's just like that plant, honestly, was like a metaphor for <laughs> just Los Angeles right now. And your lack like of every, touch. Yeah, I just, I feel like a wilted plant. This city feels like a wilted plant. My dog is, like, fucking done. He doesn't want to be near me because he's so Repulsed by you. Yeah. Man. Oh, my goodness. Well, that sounds, it's even hotter there than it is in North Carolina right now, so. Everyone I love is in North Carolina. Oh, Shuckles in Charlotte. Yeah. Oh. Excellent. That's just, wait, that's just me and her. She texted me today being like, I'm so excited. You, me, and Annie are all going to be here in a few months. Woohoo! Yes, I'm very excited. I got my invitation, my formal in- invitation in the mail, and I immediately sent oh it back the next day. <laughs> I have, like, this stupid fucking mailbox. I hate it so much, but it's not, it's not like a, it's not like the normal kind that are, like, on a stick and, like, round but like flat it's like a it's like a pocket it's like this little metal thing that's on a on the wall of the house oh and you just like drop it in you know that thing yeah oh yeah okay i think i guess it's more common than maybe i was thinking but we have that kind and then there's just like these two little metal things on the bottom of it and that's for outgoing mail Mm -hmm. like you put you rest the envelope on it but the envelope that she put it in was so or the envelope for sending back your rsvp was so tiny and i was i like couldn't even get it to fit on those metal things oh this is not an interesting story never mind no i'm just i'm I'm sitting over here passively bitter that (laughs) yeah you even have a return envelope situation (laughs) 
You didn't... How did you RSVP? I walked it over to the mailbox downtown. Oh. Well, you can... You, if you ever write a letter, you can put it in your mailbox and then they, they <laughs> deliver it. No, they can't. I don't have that. I don't have that situation set up. I'm sure you do if you no, just no. put it in your mailbox. My mail goes one way, so there's like a little, like, trap where you can't get it out. So, like, they're never going to see if uh, there's a mail in there. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah. I see. Yeah. You, so. could, you could tape it to the front and be like, take this. Take this. <laughs> <laughs> Very important. <laughs> what's it, what's it like in North Carolina? Um, pretty backwards <laughs> since the mail thing is messed up. Like, what, are there other weird things that are just like culturally so? Yeah, different? there's a lot of guns. Oh my god! No, um, I would say okay. So, so this is actually a good segue into where I've been this week. I was in mm-hmm. Nantucket last week and. I went with my family because we used to go to Cape Cod, but, um, which was, we stayed in Provincetown, which is like the gay capital of the East Coast, and, um, I I liked it, our, we had a bit of family conflict just because, like, we have very different ideologies, and, like, that's kind of hard to house in one building, um, if you can imagine, and, um, so we decided we weren't going to go again because people's feelings were hurt. And, like, I was upset the whole week last year, so we didn't go again. And then we went to Nantucket, and it is beautiful, but it's, like, so fancy and so white. And yeah. and it's hard to say this because, like, I feel like that sounds like an insult to my whole family coming out of my mouth, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But... It was, and it was, like, I couldn't identify one, not that you can ever identify, but, like, no one, I was like, that girl could be gay, like, mm-hmm. not one person on the entire island, and I'm, I think there were probably, like, plenty of gay people, and um, I texted someone, I said, there's no gay people here, and they were like, statistically, that's probably not true, and I was like, that's not the point. Um, yeah. So it just felt really, like, super, like heteronormative to me and I feel like class always kind of intersects with whiteness Mm -hmm. and straightness and like that's just kind of what it is when you're at this pinnacle of of class I guess I'm not really sure but um I was very uncomfortable the whole week and I was like normally in Durham I feel like I dress like not poorly I just feel like I dress like me um you know (laughs) and I stopped wearing sweatpants out of the house so things have changed um (laughs) And then here, I was just like, at Nantucket, I was just like, no, I like, I look like a slob. I don't feel good about myself. I feel shitty. And like, everyone's looking at me. And I swear to God, no one's ever seen crutches before. And they're like, oh my gosh, that poor (laughs) girl's walking on her metal things. (laughs) Why doesn't her servant just carry her? (laughs) Exactly. Um, (laughs) Right. What what occasion would she possibly have to break her leg? Um... (laughs) That's just kind of what it felt like, and and then Did on top of that... Did she break it playing polo? <laughs> she shouldn't be getting off her horse. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and I tried to explain that to my parents, and they were just like, ugh, get off your high... I was like, it feels really too heteronormative for me to <laughs> they be... They were in- like, get off your polo horse. <laughs> right, exactly. Break a leg like a man. Um, no, I, it was... I tried to say, like... 
it feels too heteronormative for me to really enjoy myself here. And they were just like, ugh, that is so annoying. And I was like, it's not annoying. It's like my life. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's hard, it's hard I, to explain. I think it's, it, I was just going to say, it's really hard to communicate right. that sentiment. It, I think it probably seems like such a burden to right. people who live these burdenless lives <laughs> for you to have to be like, these things are uncomfortable for me for these reasons. Right. And like, some of it, like, obviously, it's like, okay, you got, you're, you're in a minority, you have to suck it up right. and, like, you know, live your life and just try to enjoy yourself. And, like, obviously, we do. Right, exactly. But that doesn't change, that doesn't change the fact that sometimes you just feel like an overwhelming outsider. Right. And, like, p- put someone in that position for one second and they can see how uncomfortable it is. Like, try, you know, for white people, like, go somewhere where you're surrounded by black people and there are one or two white people only. Like, it's not that you feel like you just are aware all of a sudden of being a minority, even though, even though you might not think you notice when someone is like a different race and you're like, what's a big deal? Like Mm -hmm. they notice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wonder if it's even the same if you if you could bring a white person to a room of all black people, if that they would have that experience because, like, yeah, there's just true. almost no yeah. way to understand what it feels like to not be a white person in that context. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I, right. I tried to explain it. I just it. was using that as an example of, like, no, no, I totally, yeah, 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 yeah. Con- like, conscious or, like, right. aware of right, suddenly. Right, right, right. I agree. Yeah, sorry, I, I didn't mean to shut you down. I just was thinking about, like, no, no, no. the best way to, I don't know, communicate it. And um, I don't know, I, I, I was trying to be, like, like I, it's beautiful here, but it's really hard to think that I'm the only gay person that I saw today or whatever. And Durham, so that mm-hmm. was that was to say that uh, Durham is, like, I, <laughs> people, you would, if you were from okay, California. Metropolis. <laughs> well, if you were from California, you'd be, like, is every single person gay here? Because that's just, like, the style is very kind of uh, queer-friendly in a way, and, like, people just kind of... Mm-hmm. The ideas of masculinity and femininity are kind of uh, blurred in a way just because that's the way it is. And I don't... Nick, maybe the people yeah. that you think that account that someone from a pretty heteronormative town would think that are, are possibly gay are actually not gay at all. Um, but the point is that mm-hmm. it's not all uniform yeah yeah um or not uniform it's just conformist i guess i really wonder like i've never i've never put myself in a situation i've never lived outside of california right so i've never put myself in that type of situation and i'm wondering if that's like you know bad for my character (laughs) or if maybe it's a good thing that i'm just you know comfortable (laughs) no i think it's i think it's hmm. i do i'm very aware that like north carolina as a state has issues and it should feel oppressive in a way but durham is just like so not that way that i feel Mm -hmm. really comfortable here i mean so but contrast that with Nantucket felt, and I, I just, like, remember what the feeling was. The feeling was what I felt like for most of my four years at Duke. Like, it's that I can't really put my finger on it, but everyone has something figured out, and it's making me feel like I'm not a good person, even though it's ridiculous, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, no matter what you do, no matter how you, tr- like, 
you could try, I guess, but it just won't feel like you've, you are doing something right. Right. So that's just, that was that. And then Durham is a lot different than that. Um, I don't think that you need to leave California for any reason to, <laughs> to try and experiment <laughs> what it's like. Um, because I felt like, I just felt really empty and, and I don't think that you need to put yourself in that situation for any reason. <laughs> Yeah, I think I've felt it enough times to know. Yeah, exactly. And that and I don't like it. <laughs> I would say I would argue that Marin is even less welcoming to gay people than some parts of North Carolina are. Mhm. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So, you did live it. I think it. I don't it's probably different being in high school even now than right when we went there. I wonder, yeah, I wonder what it would be like now. Yeah. Um but I don't know. It's just I've been thinking about this this like uh, gay loneliness. Pe- I was optimistically I'm planning an essay and I want to submit it to the Modern Love column um, mm. for the New York Times, which is like not I'm not planning on getting published. I'm just that's my you know best case scenario. That's a, that's a great that's a great goal. I love that. Yeah, um, and I just I think there's there's thing about it where it's like I can't really do anything about it and it's a loneliness that you can't really act on in a way and yet it's just like an acceptance where you're like yeah that's the way it is Mm -hmm. so I've been thinking about that a lot recently that's really interesting how's all your writing going oh can you explain so can you just tell me about your stand-up how how that came to be uh you know I think that if you're someone who likes to write and you're someone who likes to perform and you're someone who thinks that they're funny, which are all three things that I think about <laughs> myself, <laughs> um, maybe you have like a some sort of world in your head where you think that you are going to perform and it's going to be a funny stand-up show. But I don't think it's my medium. Um, I don't know. I've just been thinking about it for a long time and thinking that like I love to make people laugh, period. Um and why don't you think it's your medium because uh, it really didn't go well and i like i get way yeah, but you got drunk no <laughs> i know i know but I, I think that i get really much more nervous than i would have thought i would like when i'm in a, at a table with dinner i feel like very laid back and i feel like i can like really riff with people and like as soon as right. i think that i'm supposed to be funny i feel like i totally shut down and that's I'm not sure how you get over that in this context. Well, well, it's like a little bit of a muscle. Like, it definitely yeah. takes practice. Like, you can't... I, I feel like anything that you do in life that's, like, right. risky is going to make you super nervous. And you've got to... That's not a reason not to do right. it. Like, I, I would say if you performed, like, 50 stand-up shows and you <laughs> were like, it's not getting better, I hate it, then you could be like, that's not for me. Yeah, but, but on the 48th yeah, try, people very... are like, why is she still going? <laughs> yeah, but, like, doing one and being like, that didn't go well, I was so nervous. Like, yeah. that doesn't... That's true. That doesn't count as being, like, this makes me too nervous, I can't do it. Right, that's true. It's it's fair. I just, like... I did a show for my senior year, like, quote, internship of high school. I know. I watched it recently. And I really, I had so much fun because, but I really knew who I was so talking to. so funny. You like I, made fun of your dad for wearing biker shorts. Nice. Um, 
but I just like I knew who I was talking to and I could tell I had my time to tell my story um mm-hmm. and I don't know I think I was funnier then I'm not really sure and <laughs> I doubt you're funnier then I, sometimes I read some things that I wrote in high school and I'm like you are way funnier in high school than you are now you probably were just less inhibited I think so by yeah I think so I think it's probably it has something to do with it like I w- I'm I don't know what, maybe it was like the first bad comedy audition that happened freshman year of college that just like made me think that I couldn't be funny anymore. You need to take a load off. <laughs> you gotta just, you need to just come at it from a new angle and like be free. Right. If only that were so easy. <laughs> well, I just like, I mean, I've talked to you a ton about like my creative experiences, but I seriously feel like an entirely different person than when I was in college, like, going through music school. Right. Like, I literally was so miserable. I hated making music. I really did not get an ounce of joy out That's of it. That's so interesting. And, I can't, and, like, I didn't know if I would continue doing it. Right. And, like, you know, my environment's changed. Like, my relationships have changed, whatever. And, like, all of a sudden, I just feel like a superhero. Like, I just feel like I can do anything. <laughs> yeah. Like... Like, I seriously just am like, like, oh, like, this fun idea, like, I'm going to go try to do it. Like, this, you know. Like, yeah. Some, like, recently, like, someone asked me to write with them. And, like, in college, I would have been like, oh, God, like, no, I don't want to work with that person. But now I'm like, fuck, yeah, like, that's a fun, random new project. Like, I'll totally go do that. Yeah. I will say like, I've been doing that in, like, in other ways. I've been, I've been jumping I've been enthusiastic about all other sorts of creation things. Um, yeah. Not creation theory per se, but other <laughs> sorts of I'm things. I'm really enthusiastic about creationism. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that that being said, I, I the comedy piece hasn't come back to me yet since mm-hmm. high school. Like other things, being yeah. really like sad and and <laughs> writing about that have come back to me and like. Yeah. But, but I, I don't think know. comedy is one of the most difficult and I know. vulnerable things you could do. True. Because you're like, I'm trying to make you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, the fact that you had that moment where you did that long stand-up presentation for your senior project mm-hmm. in high school, and it was so well re- received, and you look back on that thinking, like, fuck yeah. Right. Like, that that means that you already, like, have it, and it's in you, and you do like it. You just need to, like, you need to keep, keep coming at it from different sides until, like, it's not a burden and it is fun. Right. Because you know that at one point it can be. I will say, I, I, when I can write a story out and read it, I really like that. Like, when I can. Yeah. I did that. You um, should do a one woman show. Wait, that would be so fun. I seriously, I really think you should. One woman show with the help of other women. (laughs) <laughs> one woman and her woman friends. <laughs> um, remember when? Remember, of course you remember, but Thirty Rock. Where and what are you doing, your little boy? <laughs> um, God, yeah. Every time Lucy gets mistaken for a boy, or she's like, yeah. they're like, what a beautiful little lesbian when she's a baby. <laughs> Yeah, uh, she oh, made me incredible. think. She made me think that I was straight and that people just thought I was a lesbian. Yeah. Lol. Yeah, that's way to go, Tina. Well, 
kind of, not really. But anyway. Maybe 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 she'll come out one day. Maybe. That'd be great. That would that'd be incredible. I would love Emma to come out first. <laughs> You'll be right there waiting. I will. Um my next I feel like I and now I just need to get a job at the UN and then I'm all set. Yeah, that's a great goal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I really do genuinely think that you should keep doing stand-up because I think you're so funny and so good at it. And you should do a one-woman show. That'd be so awesome because then you would have a script and you wouldn't have, like, it would be the same thing, but it's still performing, but it's, like, right. a little a little more controlled. It would be fun. Do it. And see the big sick. What? And see the big sick. See the big sick. <laughs> Two things on my list. <laughs> because he's a, he, in the movie, he does stand-up comedy and then he also does a one-man show. Oh, well, great. Then this is going to work out perfectly. Yeah. I really and am in a rom-com. You, re- you are. You're just in the early part of it. Wow, this has been a long you're, early part. This is, the, this is the character development part where, where you're kind of, you've got an interest in comedy, but then you go to actually do your big show, and you get so nervous, and you get too drunk, and you mess up, <laughs> and then you're like, man, I should quit. And then, and then uh, yeah. your podcast partner's like, Annie, keep going. <laughs> And, I, and I'm like the oracle, right? And you, and because I've only ever heard you through my ear, and no one else can hear you, <laughs> it's like, is she real? We don't know. Oh my gosh, I'm just the narrator. <laughs> what if you narrated my interpretive dance one woman show? <laughs> I will. If you do a one woman show, I will fly out to narrate. Man, we'll all think about it. And then it will be at at least two woman show. Sometimes I, like, I would just love to work doing, like, a part-time job the year after I graduate next year and just, like, stay here. Because I, I feel very creative here in Durham, and, like, I feel like my desk right now is just, like, the place where I do things. Um, yeah, that's like I was, great. I was thinking about drawing in Nantucket, and I was like, no, I can't because I'm not at my desk. And, like, this is my little Your, world. I keep... I f- keep forgetting to talk to you about your drawings. Why oh. are you so good at drawing? Wait, I didn't know that I was, actually. We should talk about this instead I- of stand-up. <laughs> no, I'm like, those things that you've been posting, I thought that, like, someone else was drawing them and you were just, like, creative directing or something. Oh, no. Like, you came up with something funny and gave a fr- had a friend draw them. But they're good. So it started, it all started because, um... I so I I have never thought of myself as a drawer like people my art teacher every year in middle school was like you don't have it kind of not like she not that she actually said that but like you know when you're little like someone's good at art and someone is not and I was the one that was not yeah and there are people that were good at art people that are like very like that's the person who's good at art in our class you know Mm-hmm. Um, and go to drawing and things like that. And so I couldn't, and my, and my best friend in middle school could draw, and it made me so jealous, and I was just like, I couldn't do it, even in the slightest. Um, mm-hmm. So it all started because a girl that I have feelings for, uh, well, anyway, I was feeling sad about that, and um, <laughs> that is why I drew this. The first one, which was the managing expectations one, I haven't mm-hmm. posted any of these, have I? To like the website? No, I haven't. I will. Let's post them on uh, Seth. Okay, I will. Um, 
And I was just like, I was in a group meeting at work the next morning after I was feeling bad. And someone was like, let's manage expectations. And I was like, I fucking hate that. Like, it was my least favorite expression ever. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was then imagining what it would be like to, like, be filing your expectations like you were managing them. And then I drew it. And there's a lot of, like, damn, there's a lot of shapes that are, like, very geometric, which I really like. Um, Mm -hmm. And I... It's something where I have to, like, I have to, I had to look at my hand for, like, 10 minutes in a certain position to be like, okay, that's what it's supposed to look like. So I'm not really, I have an image of what I want it to look like, and it's not really fun while I'm doing it where I'm just, like, getting inspiration from drawing. It's like I have a, an image in my head, and I want it to happen to look like that. Yeah. Um. So then, that was so fun, and I really enjoyed it, that I just, like, started to go with it, I guess. Um. It's amazing. Yeah, so the one I made for Leah, which is the bathroom stall one I love, um, mostly for the colors, but the one from Beauty and the Beast is because, obviously, because I've been watching Beauty and the Beast a lot. <laughs> You're so creative. It's so great. Yeah, so I, I and I've, I've actually been, like, it's really hard for me, and I don't do it. It doesn't flow very well, but it for the things that I... Um, I've been keeping a comedy notebook for, like, three years where I'll just, like, write one-liners. And um, it's kind of like when 30 Rock has a flashback or, like, a flash aside. Um, yeah. You know? I sometimes yeah, write hilarious. things like that. And I'm like, well, I don't actually have a, have a episode idea, but I have, like, the aside. Um, and I realized that drawing a cartoon is actually the perfect way to get that across because it's just, like, a two-second thing. That's so cool. Yeah. And oh I've been, you should make a comic... You should make a comedy zine. Comedy zine, yeah. I should, actually. I'm serious. Yeah. I was just at this, like, weird art sale the other day because I've been so bored and lonely, and (laughs) all these girls were selling their zines, and I was like, this is fucking cool. Yeah. My friend Claire loves zines. Shout out to my friend Claire for loving zines. (laughs) Um, But I want to draw more. I like thinking about it, and I like imagining it. Do you remember my drawing when I tried to draw the cover for our podcast? I do. Wait, the one that's our, currently our cover photo? No. Oh, oh my I'll god. Send you a picture. No, people. I just I'm glad that that didn't work out. It, you know, I am a Is that the one where your face was like awful. imposed on a body or something? Well, um what? I don't remember that being a thing. I'm taking a picture right now, though, of my notes. We could post these, too. <laughs> it's, on, it's on that page where I wrote all... Remember way back to episode one when we read all of our potential oh, titles? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how to win friends and influence sheeple. Yeah, good one. How to win, how to win friends and influence pee hole. Even better, to, I'd say. <laughs> no woman big cry. That was mine. I love that one. Incredible. Uh, two girls, one stump. Didn't, oh, and me. I think the exact same reaction I had last time was, I don't like that <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, two gay friends who aren't dating. Um, I make America afraid again. I'm with herpes. Oh, <laughs> I have a student. When I was on a roll. I have a student who loved that one. We That's laughed. incredible. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Yeah, that was my that was my hot streak. I'm make America afraid again. I'm with herpes. I see bread people. <laughs> yeah, we love that one. Anyway, what's the drawing that you drew? Anyways, so then so that's on page one of my notebook that okay. I use every day, and then page two is 
funny. This is my notes when we were ta- when we were discussing maybe doing a podcast. Funny memories to divulge. Whose booger is this? Oh my I god, we haven't even ZD. discussed whose booger is this. Lamp, <laughs> lamp burning, and then there's this drawing. I'll send this to you right now. And I drew what I was envisioning the cover to look like when we were thinking of calling it Popular Vote. Which I also thought was an amazing title. But I don't really like it. I don't like it. I went with your idea in the end. I it's thought true. it should... I, I really, really thought it should be I Can See Queerly Now. I am so beyond glad that's not what it's called. Why? I just think it's, like, it's too on the nose. It reminds me of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Like, <sighs> I really didn't we'll never, care for it. We'll never agree on this. No, but you guys, I, how about you? I hope you take note of that major compromise no, I made. No, I know, I, I know. Title. It's a huge compromise. I definitely was not going to let Queerly be our title, and but I do respect that you let me do that. Look at the text I sent you with the drawing. <laughs> I think that we should definitely post a um, LSF drawing series. Okay. Yeah, we can do your art and my art. <laughs> I think that's good. I think it's a good idea for our, <laughs> for our <laughs> blogging. Um, um, so, so should we discuss whose booger is this? Okay, this is a short story that... This is one of those things where we are going to crack up about it because of the memory, but... <laughs> but... Not everyone else will laugh. Uh, we were, the four, five of us, there was like us and, and three other friends, were driving in a car. <laughs> and I looked down at my leg, and usually car rides for us, and this is maybe where I got my like, <laughs> my loosely held inhibitions were just like, we would sing, and we would laugh, and it was just silly. I had braces, but I didn't care. Um, Girls just want to have fun. Exactly. And We were basically like a music video. Right, and like every day. It's not like we were hot girls. We were just like always having a good time. Um, hmm. Well, for the most part, I feel like I didn't have as many dark days in high school as I do now. <laughs> Which is some people's the opposite experience. Anyway, um, I looked down on my leg, and there's a little specimen. And <laughs> it, the good thing is, I know my boogers, you know? Like, I know what they look like. Because I was a nose picker when I was little. And I looked down, and there's a round little booger, and I identified it right away. I was like, excuse me, who in this car rolled up their booger and then flicked it in the air, and then it landed on my leg? And no one in the car would come forward and confess. But I knew that it was a booger. And I knew that it was someone's, and I knew it wasn't mine. Do you want to tell the end of the story? No. Do you want to tell the conclusion of the story? No, you go. You go. I'm just. I can't talk. The conclusion (laughs) of the story, and I knew. I knew that's what happened, and everyone's like, "You're crazy. That's not what that is." (laughs) I knew specifically that someone rolled it between their finger and and thumb. And then flicked it. <laughs> and then, many months later, Maddie has graduated high school. And she signs my yearbook. And it was very emotional because my best friend was moving away and I was very sad. And in it, at the bottom of the yearbook page, it says, P.S. That was my booger. 
And did you or did you not roll it between your finger and thumb and flick it in the air? I, I confess. Is that not exactly what happened? I, I shamefully confess that it did On happen. top of that, in a, she drew a little box next to where she wrote, that was my booger. And then <laughs> she smeared another booger. I have no memory of this. What? Are you serious? Oh, my God. I do not remember smearing a booger in your yearbook. You clearly don't have the yearbook and have the booger in your possession. I think we both had less inhibitions back then. <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> We're now refined ladies. Right. Which is or the sad never thing do is... such a thing. The sad thing is I feel like I should have less inhibitions because I'm gay and out and happy about it. But, alas... I, for We've some reason... lost that childlike streak. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I should need to sing in the car more. <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, right, be- right before this, I have this new phone, and Siri just keeps activating all the time. I don't know why. I She thinks I'm talking to her, and I was singing Lucky by Britney Spears at the top of my lungs, and Siri was like, I'm sorry. I don't understand what you mean by, isn't he lucky? <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure. Mm, so. Wait, the quote that Siri had said was actually very specific <laughs> and hilarious. It was, um, I don't know what you mean by in my life, <laughs> why do you tears come at night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she got most of it. Search actually. the web. Yeah, figure it, fucking figure it out, Siri, if you don't know what I mean. Right. What do you think I mean? Yeah, search the web, duh. Um, are we, a friend of mine who's like my work buddy, you know, have you ever had a job and you are maybe bored of the job and you have someone that you text while you're at the job because you know that they also have a job that they're bored at? Mm-hmm. I've never had that. But if I did, I oh. would have a friend of mine who is my work friend and mm-hmm. we love remembering how angsty our music was back in the zero zeros. And um, there was a BuzzFeed slash Spotify playlist today that was like 24 songs you definitely blasted on your iPod Nano while you stared out at your bus window. And it was like, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, number one pick from that would be Death Cab for Cutie. And I just like, that no, song, fucking, yeah. I Will Follow You Into the Dark. I mm-hmm. certainly did not have anyone at that time that I was following into the dark, but I just <laughs> knew that I was capable of loving someone that home. much. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. I feel like it's so funny because I was not in love during those times, and yet those songs just spoke right to my heart. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I definitely, like, wouldn't for 10 years have someone on the horizon. Um, and I still, like, knew that if I did love someone, I would follow, that would, it would be the kind of love where I would follow them to the dark. <laughs> wow. That's and beautiful. In the way that I was bringing myself to tears, as one does. <laughs> Um, What's your favorite song of all time? Of all time? Oh, shit. Um, What's yours? I don't have an answer. Okay, well. um, (laughs) You're lucky, mm. Mary Renee Spears. (laughs) It's really good. You know, uh, I was actually thinking about this the other day because I really like David Bowie, but I feel like you can't, I feel like it's almost socially tri- 
engineered that I would answer that I really like David Bowie, you know, if someone's like, who's your favorite artist? Because you're like, well, I, I maybe I think it's okay to say that because other people like him, too. Um, but I really like the song. Um, so there's one David Bowie song I really like. And then there is also hmm, a couple of Bob Dylan songs that, like, just really get me really bad. It's, like, uh, Girl from the North County. Mm-hmm. That one really makes me emotional. And then Don't Think Twice, It's All Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, eh, I don't think they're my favorite songs of all time. I'm just thinking of things that give me emotional reactions. Yeah. It's fine. I was just wondering. Yeah. Um... Shekel has um, her new EP coming out in mid-August. Right. And it's seriously, like, the most beautiful collection of songs really? I've ever heard. And I sent it to my brother the other day. Mm-hmm. And he, like, texted me back, and he was like, oh, my God, Maddie, I'm crying. Like, not just, like, a single tear. Like, I have tears streaming down my face. Oh, my God. Like, Dude, yeah, I know. And then he texted me again. He was like, just listen three times, and I cried every time. I... I um I, like, I don't think that yeah. I should listen to it then. <laughs> yeah, so uh, maybe don't listen. Maybe I should not. <laughs> wow, well, um, I'm really anyways, excited to I'm hear excited it. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm, has, I'm really excited for Has her. Shekel had an EP come out yet? Had an EP come out? Or like a... a I've come never out. heard... I literally thought... <laughs> I literally thought you asked if she's had any pee come out. How would you know she's not I with had, you right now? I had no idea what you're talking about. Um, no, she's never released any music. She's been working on her stuff for so long, and she's recorded three EPs, but she's just, like, hasn't had the money to, like, get it mixed and, like, put it out. Wow. So it's, like, finally her debut, and then she has the second one it's like all recorded and hopefully will be mixed and like out by november so it's gonna be like august november and then february i think is now, the plan as of now is there um are these songs on the on the new ep coming out are these songs from are they recent or are they old they're really old at this point okay because i remember I came, and maybe this, will, maybe this story will embarrass her, but you can delete it. <laughs> um, but I came to, I think it was Shekel's sister's graduation party, but I went to it because yeah. I was in L.A. Yeah, it was both of ours. It was our graduation party. And yeah. Shekel got really drunk. And for, uh, yeah. for some reason, when she got really drunk and performed, it ended up going really well. But when I got really drunk and performed, <laughs> <laughs> not going well. Um, She's so humiliated by this day. She I know. Like, but That was, like, the last time she ever performed. <laughs> but that being said, like, even though I could tell she was wasted and I was maybe concerned that she wasn't going to make it, um, <laughs> like, her, like, those are beautiful songs. Yeah. And I'm very excited yeah, to hear amazing, them again. Right? And, um, I mean, I think that I was, like, being particularly stirred by them because... Um, I don't know. I was... I think I was thinking about you, too, and I think that made me very touched in a way. But, um... Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm I'm very excited to hear them on... on the EP. Uh, I'll send you a a link. You can listen. Oh, please. A little cheat code. Yeah. A little SoundCloud private link. 
Okay, everyone, you can't hear it, but I'm I can. I'm hype, man. I'm hyping the album. Yeah, no, I'd love to hype it. Cool. And I'll, I um, won't tell the story again. <laughs> it's okay. She doesn't fucking listen to this podcast, so. Oh, that's okay. None of my friends do either. Really? Well, I have, um, I have a couple good friends who listen, and they're like. Is Leah listening? No. Leah, you're not listening, no, are not, you? No, Um, but, like, I have a couple good friends who listen, and then people, the people that I, like, hang out with most often at school, especially, and Leah, do, like, absolutely do not listen, and it's hilarious. You know who is definitely listening and we love always and forever? Uh, JL. Oh. Gail. I was thinking of John. Who are you thinking of? I was going to say John. Oh, yeah, we love you, John. Hi, John. (laughs) We're pumped about you as our listener. Did, Did you say Gail? No, I said JL. Oh, I thought you said Gail. No. <laughs> Who the fuck is Gail? Well, I also Thanks have... Thanks for listening. I have a couple... So, John is one. Woo-woo, John. And then I have a couple aunt people... Aunt Tammy. My, my aunt, Tammy. Yeah. I have a couple people that I know will listen within a week of it coming out. Yeah. Oh, Jess will be listening. Happy birthday, Jess. Oh, when's her birth... Oh, yesterday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jess. Well, we covered all our bases. I think we did. What did we talk about? Can you remind me? Um, you will find out <laughs> we, when I we, write we my very <laughs> well-written yeah, episode that's true. title. Summary. We talked about chasing Amy. We talked about how you need to have a one-woman show. We talked about um, whose booger is this? <laughs> whose booger is this? It's probably going to end up being the podcast title. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, oh, is that why you did that? You wanted to plug Whose Boogers This Is The Podcast title? No, I just was, I've just been trying to, like, stay more mindful. Oh. And I feel like I can't even remember what we just talked about. That's all right. We talk about, it's an hour of talking. It's like, uh. Yeah. It's hard. All right. Well, um, if you get lonely, you can just play this back to yourself. <laughs> I you are going to say I could call you. Nah. <laughs> it's true. I, it, I can just listen back on all our old conversations. I don't know why I haven't done that. <laughs> that would be sad. Well, I got up really, I've been getting up really early, so, like, I'm not going to be reliable for the next hour and a half, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. But for you, I would stay up. I would stay up forever. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I think I'll that's... talk to you next week, bud. Yeah, and I highly recommend the Cinnamon Pop-Tarts. Oh. Yep. I highly recommend The Big Sick All and right. Band-Aid. And Band-Aid. The movie. And maybe one more Beauty and the Beast. And Getting a Dog. Right. So long, pal. Right. Adios. Bye. Bye.